0: Okay. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Monday morning live with Nat. And this morning, live with Nat and Helen Williams, who is my author of Retirement Ready. Flash up your book, Helen. Show us your book. <laughs> Amazing and a number one Amazon best-selling author as well. So I'm very excited to have her as my guest today. And I'm always uh, always um, interested to learn from people who are ahead of the game. Then me, of course, my goal, Helen, is um, I looked at my age last week when it was my birthday, I was 44, and I said, by 50, I want to be financially independent. I have had this thought in my head for a while about that, but I just go, how many more years do I have and what do I need to do in these years? So thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to um, our audience. And well, so Yeah, so Helen and I actually met in Melbourne Uh, just before she moved up to Brisbane, where she is right now. And I'm currently on the Gold Coast, so we're not too far away from each other. But I'll give you the official introduction of who she is. And then we'll get stuck into the juicy content that I'm also curious to find out more. I've spoken to her lots about this, but I want to I want to know more, and I'm sure you guys will benefit from it. So Helen Williams uh, is a former PA or a herder of cats, as she likes to say, and a wealth advisor. Uh, She's spent nearly five decades building up her own personal savings and super superannuation so that she could retire a millionaire. Her Amazon number one bestselling book, Retirement Ready, What They Don't Teach You That You Need to Know, is chock full of actionable knowledge and high quality information that can help people, but especially women become confident in their own financial well-being. Today, Helen loves to work with women to help them become their own millionaires. She knows if she can do it, then so can anyone. and She wants to spread the message that simple actionable steps can get you there. She does this with her own brand of humor and her unique irreverent style. Very cool. And I know you're super funny and the best dancer I have ever met. So tell me, can you tell us a little bit of your story, a bit of a background, because you're happily living some kind of semi-retired lifestyle. Because of course you're now an author, so it doesn't—it's never going to stop. Of course, your passion to
1: educate others, right? that's right exactly yes more ways out there speaking to people and trying to make them aware of what you know what is their financial situation and then i can maybe guide them and help them with um, little tips and hints and tricks so yeah
0: i love it so where you know how did this start for you like you know when you started when did you start getting interested into obviously building up your financial nest egg so you can do what you want
1: when you choose yeah well it's a probably about, uh, probably 30 years ago. So um, I was very sick. I had um, a serious kidney illness. I got divorced, uh, couldn't have children. So I realized that I would probably be by myself for most of my life unless I found somebody, another, someone else, but I realized that no, I probably wouldn't. So, um, and then it, it hit me that, you know, I'm going to have to look after myself financially as well. So I sat down and I wrote a, a goal on, in my book and it was that I wanted to be a millionaire so that I would, could retire with a million dollars in my superannuation and live a really comfortable lifestyle so not have to worry about things. So I steadily worked at that. The only way I was going to be a millionaire if I was to get some asset class and I, I'm a property girl. I love my property. So I went about uh, and... 1995, I bought my first property in Melbourne and Williamstown. Um, achieved that. That was good. And then several years later, I think it was 2001, I bought my second property here in Queensland, in Mooloolaba. Yeah. And then uh, 2011, I bought my third property in Redcliffe here where I am now. And that was then achieved. So by 2011, I had property value of $1.2 million. So I had achieved achieve my goal. Because I knew with selling them down the track, I would I would have that money. So uh, I worked hard at just I watched my spending habits, I budgeted, I was a frugal, uh, very frugal with my money, um, mm-hmm. and just put plans in place and that sort of thing, and just steadily worked at my goal. And I can tell you now, I have, as i was just saying to Nat earlier, mm-hmm. I have achieved that. So, and I'm not I'm 65 in December, so, so I'm a happy girl. Wow, and doing it on your own—I mean, that's also
0: something you know. Some people are in those situations as well because it's a lot harder. You know, there's only one person to rely on, and you're responsible for all the bills and all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, my hat off to you. I do not understand. I have a friend here um on the Gold Coast that used to go to uni with me, and she raised four children on her own, and she ha- owns her house like now. And she, yeah. you know, I can see, she's putting as much as she can. She's doing the best she can. And, that's the kind of stuff that um, you know.
1: It's possible for anyone, would you say? You can, yeah, it can. It can be done. You no, know, I, I must admit, I was working two jobs. Um, I had in the '90s, I had my own secretarial business, so I worked during yeah. that day, and then at night time, I was a. I'm a fully qualified massage therapist, so I would go out six nights a week and massage. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, for, and that was 22 years. So, if there was a long time that I was out there, yeah. yeah doing yeah yeah. putting 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 in the
0: work yep and now helen people can say to you oh helen you're so lucky it's okay for you (laughs) it's it's hard work if you got it i don't don't know if you get that but i get that after 11 years of my business and um and you know i'm I'm different i'm apparently uh, you know um very very lucky and um that no one sees the endless hours and the nights and the fact that you never switch off even yeah. if it's the weekend and all that kind of stuff. So congratulations. Yeah. And I think you deserve everything you have achieved. So how long then obviously you've you've done this for the last 30 years, obviously to get to where you are now. Yeah. Um how long then where did the book,
1: um, the drive to want to write your book come from? Well, it's not this might sound funny, but um Oh, when I was speaking to people back in Melbourne when I was working, I haven't worked now for three years, um, I was I was I took a redundancy package when I was with the bank, so I decided I wasn't going to work anymore. But, no, I couldn't get a job anyway, so not not part-time. So yeah, yeah. people had said to me from time to time, oh, you know, I talked to them sort of thing about, you know, my life and what had happened. They go, oh, H, you should write a book. You know, you've got so much to tell people about and I find you inspirational and that sort of thing. And, um I thought, oh, look, one day, one day I'll write a book about my life and whatever, because I have done a lot. I've been on the planet for a long time, so I have, yeah. done, have done a lot personally and professionally. Um, and then, you know, COVID hit, and that was really what prompted me to write the book. Now was the time to do it. Um, you know, we went into a national lockdown. I was totally by myself. I was isolated from my friends and my family. They were all back in Melbourne. Um, and so I thought, well, you know, put the put the PA hat on again. And so I sat at my laptop four hours every day, Monday to Friday, and yeah. right and well typed typed my book out. So and did it in six weeks. So yeah,
0: amazing. Because you actually attended the very last retreat that we did face to face. I and did. Then, and then you came down, and then that's when you, we got locked up. And um, you worked really hard to. To do that, and then to get your Amazon number one bestseller, and really, your passion is about education, isn't it?
1: And sharing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I call myself an educator. I like to be able to think that I'm, I'm educating women in particular because that's my, they're my avatar, they're my ideal clients because of being a PA for nearly 50 years, yeah. That's my network and that sort of thing. So, however, we we all need to think about our own financial literacy and our own financial health as you know as life goes on, sort of thing. So. Yeah.
0: So when we talk about literacy, financial knowledge, you know, how does one, like you talk about people, test your own financial knowledge, you know, yep. what you know. Because we don't know what we don't know, right? No, so don't, how
1: right. does one explore something like that? Well... If I can go back to, I've been doing quite a lot. I do, I do a lot of research all the time, and I'm being financial. I'm into figures. You know, they used to call me Rain Man at the bank because I, I could the numbers, up all these figures. I know my credit card, my license number, and all this sort of stuff, and postcodes. Anyway, there's a survey that was done in 2018 called the Hilda Survey. Mm-hmm. And they put five questions to, um, if you don't mind, let's get my, my notes. They um, put it to quite 17,000 Australians, Mm -hmm. and uh, they follow the lives of 17,000 Australians, collecting information about life, household, family relationships, income, employment, health, and education. Yeah. So they put together five questions, and I'll go through three of them. I won't do the other two. Okay. The first one was about numeracy. Mm -hmm. So suppose you put $100 $100 into a no-fee savings account with a guaranteed interest rate of 2% per year. You don't make any further payments into this account and you don't withdraw any money. So how much would you have in the account at the end of the first year once the interest payment is made? So that's the first question. So a couple of minutes to think about the answer is. hmm Second question is just about inflation, what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so imagine now that the interest rate on your savings account was 1% per year and inflation was 2% per year. After one year, would you be able to buy more than today, exactly the same, or less than today with the money in this account? Mm -hmm. So it's more, less, or exactly the same. Yeah. Third question is about money illusion. So... You know, you're having your money mindset and things like that and thinking about money. So the question is, suppose that by the year 2020, which has passed, mm-hmm. your income has doubled, but the prices of all the things you buy have also doubled. So in 2020, will you be able to buy more than today, exactly the same as today, or less than today with your income? And again, it's more, exactly the same, or less. Mm-hmm. Now, um. There are another two questions. I won't go into them. They talk about superannuation and risk and things yeah. like that. But, you know, when you think about financial literacy, you really need to know what's happening with your super and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but you just want to keep just keep it basic. Um, the response was uh, less than 50% people got it right. I just didn't know the answers. So, so it's just little things like that. And then, uh, you know, I talk about superannuation and... This is a really common one when I talk to uh, people. They'll say, oh, look, you know, when I, when I pass, my super will go to my husband or my wife or my spouse or whatever. Well, that's not the case. Your superannuation does not go into your estate when you pass. Your right. superannuation is a separate uh, entity and it's at the discretion of the superannuation company to where your superannua- semi- superannuation proceeds go when you pass. Um, and to have that in the right spot, there's a form called a binding nomination, yep. which you must fill out, and that determines who you would like your superannuation proceeds to go to. Um, you can split it, you know, put 100% to one person or whatever. Now, if you don't have that, the superannuation trustee can say, well, you know, any we're going to give it to somebody else or it goes to the government or whatever. So just little things like that. People don't know that sort of stuff. Um yeah. So yeah, simple things like just simple it's things. It's almost like. like a it's almost like a will, but you do it with your super. Button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Separate to your will because it's not taking into Yeah. In yeah. State, but you need to know about it. Exactly. Because I talk to people and they'd say, "Oh, yeah. I one guy had five, six properties, and he'd said, like, oh, when I die, I just go all goes to my wife.' Well, I'm sorry, but it, it doesn't. Um, you really got you know, little things like that. So yeah, just simple things like that. So, is super the hero? Like, you know, is that
0: is that, you know, what you highly encourage people to top up
1: um, throughout life? Well, in your very, belief.
0: Well, yeah. in,
1: in my opinion, and I'm not a financial planner now, I don't have a, a license to, to yeah. give personal advice. Sure. But in my own per, personal opinion, yes. Yeah. Um, I think more so since COVID, particularly as well. You know, we, we've got, we're in a lot of debt, the country's in a lot of debt. Yep, you know, nearly down, three years down the track, like, you know, maybe a trillion dollars or something. So mm-hmm. um, we need to start looking after ourselves and not depend on the government for a pension, uh, if we can, if it's possible. And that, that was always my dream. I wanted to be self-sufficient, you know. Yes, totally. of, yeah, you know, who knows, 30 years there may not even be pensions. But you don't know. It. You, yep. you don't know that sort of thing. So I wanted to always be financially independent and, i it through my property stuff so yeah um susie
0: just made made a comment in the um on the live i read last week that your super nomination has to be updated frequently every three years yes there you go there you go something we all learned right now and i'm i'm pretty sure my financial advisor got that sorted for us but i will check next i'm talking to you actually on thursday so that's one thing i'll be checking in with her and um do you suggest
1: that people have their own financial advisors look it's a really personal thing um i've had someone who's been well now a friend i've I've known him for 30 odd years so he's just a friend but um, and you have to gel with that person, and you've got to be careful that they're in it for the right reasons. They're not in it to top up their accounts. that They're in it to look after yes. your interests. Yes, so yeah. it depends on. It's an individual. It's an individual thing. If you look, if you know the basics kind of um, financial literacy, and if you can understand your superannuation statement, if you know how much you're paying in insurance, yeah, all basic stuff. Probably as you get older, maybe. Um, when you want to do some planning because there are lots of ways and strategies out there to do planning. You know, there's yeah. things that I won't talk about because they're very, very complex and whatever. Yes. But, and super is changing all the time. It's a very complex beast. It does yeah. change all the time with the government. So, but myself personally, I think superannuation is, um, well, it's money that you don't see. You don't have and it, it just keeps building up. So true, I true. think it's i think it's fantastic to have myself personally so yeah
0: well yeah i mean i've spoken to so many people one of our authors um she's has in people buying property through super and then uh, my own financial advisor always come on that you know regular you know something that goes in there so you're not looking at it you know and yeah. we set all that up and my accountant always bangs on about it so there might, if, if all the finance people are banging on about it obviously there's an importance in that um, and also the tax savings i think and all those other things so yep. i i'm a big believer i think um if you don't have the time to look into it and uh, educate yourself on it get an yep. expert for the right reasons that's doing yep. what it's doing because for me to have my financial advisor and my if you like to call my wealth advisory team on board and pay them you know their their rates what they uh, you know i really appreciate them saving the time that i don't have that yep. to learn the stuff that's not in my genius zone yeah yeah exactly. yeah so yep. talk to me about you know you love goal setting and planning and all that kind of stuff you know where would you advise someone to start like what kind of plan of action and what kind of goals should people be setting
1: well I started years ago and I used to have the jam jars in the back of the kitchen cupboard when I was married so <laughs> um <laughs> with budgeting so that's how I've primarily been driven all of my life, is budgeting. So I'd have little jam jars in the back of the, back of the pantry in the cupboard in case I got robbed, they couldn't find them. Uh-huh. And, um, they'd be labelled and, I've, of course, we're talking cash days. Yes. So it's a little bit different. But still, yeah, there's apps out there now that you can do this sort of thing digitally. It's not just yep. cash. Um, they're out there. I think Comback, Combank just recently has got a digital app that can help you with, you know, showing your savings and all that sort of stuff yes um but that's that's how i did it so um and you know when i was married i always had a budget sat down reviewed it quite often probably every 6 months cuz circumstances do change yes and can change yes so you know the price of petrol might have skyrocketed in the next 6 months so i put a little bit more money towards petrol when i was you know getting to work and things like that yeah um so that's really been my main driver um I've always been very good with my money. Look, I've never gone without. However, again, I'm I'm the old lay-by queen back in the days. I I could have half a dozen lay-bys going um, at any one time, but I always sort of sorted it all out. And because, again, now there's after pay and things like that. But, again, it's a little bit different than um, back in the days of the lay-by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's that's really all, yeah you know, just watching my spending habits and basically living within my means.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: that's that. set a budget. So set yeah. a budget. or really, the budget is maybe
0: document the way I used to do it, and I still do it. Is um, I'd write down. Well, right now because my income, because the business changes, right? It grows and all that kind of stuff. Perfect. I have like this basic budget where. These are all my life and business expenses. Yes. And then, of course, I know what we're earning and all that, but anything extra, I'm always like, I'm not the more that I'm earning, it's not the more that I'm spending. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yes. If yeah. There's a certain life that I like and lifestyle, and that's pretty much what it fits into. It doesn't matter if you earn more, you know, you can't, of course, if you earn less, you got to be very mindful. Maybe you've got to cut off some of some luxuries that you that's said. Right. But yep. The key is, yeah, living with your means or so even, even like maybe below your means because then you want to be saving some of it, right? Right, exactly. So what's the percentage of income that you think um, someone should be saving
1: or putting aside, you know, towards their future? Uh, Look, it's really dependent on on everybody's circumstances. You know, a lot of people haven't been as as fortunate as I have. Um, You know, a lot of people are paying rent. So it's, it's amazing how much, you know, $10 a week can mount up um over time consistently right yeah and there's a a part in my book where i think you can save ten thousand dollars in 52 weeks so uh if you can follow that there's ten thousand dollars in 52 weeks so it's amazing how you know you talk about talk you talk about compounding and things like that and it that's what happens you put money away every week and it compounds and it gets bigger and those zeros get bigger when you go to the bank and um Mm. That's what it's all about so it's it's it's, it's it takes time it's not going to happen overnight you need to sit down and work out. I used to have just a piece of paper on, on the table and I'd sit down and I'd write everything that I'd spend my money on and then what was coming in and then I'd sort of divvy it down again and make it put then group categorized things you know like you know like personal household <coughs> that sort of thing yeah and then you refine it and massage it and then to the point where you put a certain amount of money into your savings. And I always had um, an emergency fund. I think there was a thing just recently on the news, they're saying the millennials are saying that they don't believe in joint accounts. Well, I'm sorry, but I do believe in joint accounts. Um, I think particularly these days with the rise of domestic violence and things like that, and again, everybody is different. Personal situations are always very different. I think women should have their own bank account. Um, <coughs> so, you know, and, and sit down. If you sit down with your spouse or your partner or your flatmate or whatever and sit down and work it out together so that you're both on the same page. You're not bickering about, oh, yeah, you get more than me and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, sit down and communicate and talk about it because the people don't like talking about money. Money and dying, people hate talking about. But it's <laughs> a fact And, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what we've got to do.
0: So Wendy's got a question just I'm watching on the other computer. If you could do anything differently, what would it be?
1: Uh, I Look, I probably would have started salary sacrificing earlier in my working life. Um, I did it late in my life, probably when I was in my 50s. Mm -hmm. Had I known the benefits of it, I would have done it much, much earlier, definitely
0: amazing oh wow so what do people get from reading your book you know is it is it some of these things i guess an expansion to what we've talked about today
1: yes yes it is because i talk about other little things you know um people can you know go to the bank or whatever and trying to get a loan and they'll say no uh and well why why is it no and sometimes it's as simple as well you've got a terrible credit rating well do you know what your credit rating is um that can have things to do with it um, you know, credit cards are you have do you have the right credit card for your situation? Yes,
0: um,
1: yes. you know, I talk about, like I say, having a will, I think it's important that we have our wills in yes. place. Um, it can be very simple, it doesn't have to be elaborate. Yes. But again, you know, circumstances change, we get divorced, and things like that, so that's always important. Um yeah, and then there's like I said, there's different strategies with superannuation. There's you know income splitting and all sorts of things. Like so it's more in my book. So yeah, uh, again, yeah. you know, there's other other ways of doing things. You know, you might be into shares or whatever. It's but it's all that yourself being what, what's comfortable with with yourself.
0: What about the the comment that some people might be in their mid to late fifties and all that, and they might say, "Oh, it's too late for me." What?
1: How do you say to those? What do you say no, to them? Never people? too late. Never too late. Um, try and start. Even just try. If if they've never budgeted, just try and start budgeting. Just try, try that, and see where their money's going to, and that can help things. Um, I know. Bringing it to
0: awareness, black and white on paper, because many people I think play out the strategy of ignorance is bliss. If yes. I don't know, it won't hurt me or whatever. But yeah. they can dig a hole for themselves that they can't get out of
1: um, yeah. later yeah. on in
0: life, you know.
1: Yeah. Life tougher, yeah. So. yeah. No, it's it's never too late. And, you know, 20,000 more in your super is better than not. So, um so yeah, no, I don't, it's never too late. You not, may not end up with a million dollars; you might end up with five hundred thousand. But generally, as a rule, women are retiring with between eighty to one hundred fifty thousand dollars in their super. Well, that's not a lot of money. No, no, and there's reason for it because we're females. We have career breaks. We have children. A lot of us work part time or casual. Uh, We don't pay the same amount of money as men. So there's gender pay issues and whatever. So there's reasons why we we end up with less super. But we can do something about it ourselves.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, for me, it was when I started the business, I couldn't afford to put aside money for super for the first five or six years. And yeah. um, and all that. So, but now playing catch up, catch up on all of that, and it's uh, it's good. I think awareness is a is a key to to anything. I think you want to succeed in if you if you actually look at what the reality is, do a reality check, as you said, test your financial knowledge, then yeah. set the goals. If you you don't know what you don't know, like talk to someone who does know it. You know, it's yeah. always really important. I think investing in people to give us advice can save us a lot of time and money. at the end of the day and your passion is to obviously speak to people and you know share in interviews like this some of these things which probably got a few people thinking about those questions I was trying to answer them in my head you know of what you were asking they were quite interesting questions um so what about writing the book like tell me how was the process in, in actually doing it? You already said, like, I spend four hours a day. I mean, you came to the
1: retreat. Did you end up speaking your book or did you end up typing it? I ended up typing my book. I did. Look, I've got I've got Dragon Speaking, which is a software package where you talk into the microphone, it, it links into the laptop and it types for you. Yep. But, oh, you know I mean, that social media and all that sort of technology stuff is not my expertise. So I used the retreat to do most of the pre-work that you, you set, yes. and then I used it to get information from yourself and Nat and whatever uh, your stew, and I then had it. I then had the puzzle completed for me. So you know, I had my chapters unpacked and a yeah. little bit with bits and pieces. So then I then had the framework then and the guts of it done. That I left the retreat, came back that was in the february and in the march was covid so i had everything ready to sit down and just start typing and that's that's probably what i did so look it, it made complete, perfect sense that you you what you were doing with the retreat and i also used it to i'm a i'm a people person i love people so i used it as an opportunity to meet people and know about them and their story and things like that so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah i found the process really straightforward um it's like you say you follow the recipe and the cake comes turns out really really good so it's brilliant so you yeah you did exactly that it didn't matter that you weren't writing a book there
0: but as you said once you get the structure and the framework and yep. you go and concentrate home and you had the i guess the lockdown to be able to just smash it out over the following yep. four to six weeks um you know that's that's wonderful what are some of the things you want to do now that the book is
1: out um well what would i like to do oh look this look um as as you probably know i'm not a real social media guru buff lover whatever you call it um but i'd love to get out there to talk to women like i say particularly women that you're my avatar they're my ideal clients yeah um and just generally talk to them i've just recently been as i said to that previously been doing a bit of my property mogul work over the weekend the last couple of months yeah. and uh the agent who's has sold this place here we were just chatting and she, we talked about, oh, yeah, I want a salary package. And I said, well, you know, that's different to salary sacrificing. And she said, oh, no, no. I said, well, yes, there's difference. So it's just little things like that, talking to people, educating them, making them aware. Um, I love networking. I go to a regular uh, fortnight meeting, breakfast meeting with other business women. We talk about things. Yep. I usually usually give away one of my books. Yep. I find it's a good way, good feel of getting myself out there noticed yeah um, Yeah, that's been really really good I've had a couple of um, people take up one of my office of a free 30 minute consultation just a one-on-one over the phone which is good yeah uh, public speaking I did do a lot of public speaking of back around about 2013 uh, when I was hot to try to move in the working um, I'm doing a public well, I signed up to do a public speaking course probably in August in Melbourne going back down to Melbourne for that so public speaking is is um, quite a passion of mine. So I'd love to do that sort of thing, but no. generally educate people. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So more interviews, more speaking, more sharing the message and educating. Yeah. That's that there are your intentions because um pretty the
1: love. Yep.
0: Yeah. And and you enjoy like, you know, passing on those gifts and shortcuts that you have figured out for yourself. That's amazing. That's Thank right. you so much. So your book, show the guys your book. Um Helen's got oh, it is called Be Retirement Ready. No, bookstore retirement ready. No, the no, no, website. That's Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. be retirement ready. is the website where you can get it. It's also online all your best online bookstores. And it is a number one Amazon bestseller. I I think um Helen lives and breathes everything she talks about and um and she's to be listened to because if you want to get the results that um you know Helen has achieved of course you want to do what she has done that's what modeling success is all about um I really had an awesome time talking to you I always do um and I'm so glad I had you at a real life retreat to get to know you in your social sense because she won not just won two awards because we (laughs) had to give her a second award the next day once she showed us of her dance moves and every time we catch up around here also um you are very very funny as well as a you're Thank quite you. a character,
1: Helen, uh, and I Thank love that you. about you. As, as my grandma say, I'm a bit of a dag. <laughs> uh, but, you know, funny and, like, you make people laugh and, you know, yeah. like kind of
0: uh, you're, you know, you really own your stuff and you do have this confidence about, you know, what you want to do and you've you got this certainty in life. So I really appreciate your time this morning. Keep sharing your message and I'll keep really? watching and observing what's going on over the, the months and years ahead and hopefully we'll have a lunch lunch uh soon but i am going back to melbourne on wednesday uh because i have to relieve my hubby from two weeks (laughs) in lockdown and fingers crossed if they're gonna lift it off this week and stuff like that
1: yeah
0: excellent all right gorgeous have a great monday and guys as always smash it out see ya